dead bod rap pod the continual search for realness in the universe uh hi my name is Demon carter aka dim one i am joined by the dead bod rap pod conglomerate of nate leblanc what's up and mr david ma good to be here guys so hot out today man <laughs> it's summer for real it's summertime for real here in sunny san jose california um the living is easy <laughs> isn't it isn't it do you know the way so we are we are here in in the the sweltering um dad bot studio we've got a a really dope show with a um i think it's safe to say kind of a hip-hop recluse um which we'll we'll talk about that in in just a moment but to ground us in the conversation that we're going to have the interview that'll be coming up in a little bit wanted to talk about minnesota minneapolis to be specific one of those cities that actually has a rich musical uh legacy um i mean definitely on the on the back of on the back of prince um and paisley park and everything that that happened out that way is there is there some other Min- uh, Minneapolis movement of music that I'm not thinking of. Uh, I think Bob of Dylan Prince. is from uh, right. Minnesota. Right. Oh, that's right. He that's left right. there to become Bob Dylan. Like Robert Zimmerman is from mm-hmm. Minnesota. Got you. But Got Bob, you. Bob Dylan is from Greenwich Village or whatever. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that, that's the first thing that comes to mind for me besides all the stuff we're about to right. talk about. Not to skip too ahead, but I mean, obviously, Fifth Element. Um, oh, um, right. Atmosphere and the whole scene they built. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're kind of going to talk a little bit about that maybe unheralded scene given how successful um just rhyme sayers in right. general um has been in well, hip hop arguably the most successful right indie label yeah indie label uh, midwestern rap yeah i mean yeah. can you think of another one um that's stones throw yeah but they're they're la Right? right, it's easier to make it from L.A. Right, exactly. San Jose, which is which is why <laughs> Peanut Butter Wolf left here right. on a on a you know in a good way to. Uh, As to I go always said it back. when I was a kid, uh, leaving on a jet train. Nice, <laughs> nice. Oh man, Shout exactly. out. it took me years to figure out that was not a thing. So, so rhyme sayers, the the Minneapolis movement, kind of two, I think. Um, I don't know what you want to call it on their route. Mount Rushmore of rap um, is definitely atmosphere. Sure. Uh, of that era. Yeah, 100%. definitely. And kind of still like I, th- I look at atmosphere as like almost grateful dead like <laughs> and the ability to continually <laughs> tour. If you look at their Wikipedia, it says they formed in 89. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, wow. Which is a long time. But they've they've been kind of a national uh, commodity since 96. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. So. So this ability to kind of keep um, to stay, for lack of a better term, relevant in underground hip hop over over two decades. So I I wanted to throw this out. What is your what is your atmosphere kind of kind of record that you really when you think of of the group, you're like, this is my my record. I am. I have a quick story. I saw them at the Cactus Club in San Jose Wow. Uh, when I was 19. It was like some day show. It was like a uh, slug and idea oh, it melted wow. my face, dude. I mean, as a 19 year old, you know, <laughs> sure. just like just cut class, you know, um, 
My my atmosphere introduction and probably still my favorite is probably the Lucy Ford release. Okay, it's like a collection of the EPs. Yeah, and Modern Man's Hustle and just a, some of the great ones are on there. Lady with the tattooed hands, like those tracks. Yeah. like yeah. the early sort of dark Anticon productions. Yeah, absolutely. Say, earlier the better for me in terms of my personal listening. I have the I have a, a, like a thing with the song Party for the Fight to Write. One hundred percent. I love that song. <laughs> yeah. that's my favorite atmosphere song, like bar none. Um, I think that one's off of Overcast, right? Uh, it's on the the. I think they're the Lucy Forty EPs. It just says Atmos on the cover and Fear on the other one. I think that's Overcast. Well, okay, ah, you, be, you, you know more about it than I do, but <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that's my cut. Um, I, I respect them more than like I listen to a ton of their music. Um, I went back and listened to some Dino Spectrum this mm. morning. Oh wow! Um, to prepare, like that's some underground rap. Dude. Yeah. Um, that just that record just had its twentieth anniversary, and I think it oh kinda, wow, that's we- that's a canonical. Underground nerd rap. Remind me, record. it was um, a Dino Spectrum, like Musab, it, it's Slug, uh, Idea, and I, I think Musab. Who okay, later Micronauts took on a different name, like perhaps. I don't okay. know to be honest. Um, but yeah, they're um, they have a incredible staying power, right. and I've just I've, I'm a little jealous of their scene. It's like <laughs> totally Minneapolis is the 16th largest city in the country. San Jose is the 10th. It's like I, I'm, I'm like, if they can do it, we can do it. Yeah, we right. have, we have nothing on. And Minneapolis yet here right we now. are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have, yeah, no shade to anyone, but yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, I would say my atmosphere record a little later in the game was uh, Seven's Travels. That's oh, wow. when, uh, that's when you know it was like the hit. But trying to find a balance was a real okay. I it it helped me see the the broad potential of underground rap. Uh huh. Um, because I, I look at my own music, and it's definitely in that lane, but I was always like, oh, only four people want to hear something like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of deep, introspective, um, almost like I look at at Slug as like the rap Bukowski. Like he, <laughs> Back in the day, now it's very like family oh yeah yeah no yeah. He's, yeah. he's made he's made a dead transition yeah, totally. for, yeah. for sure for sure and and somehow still we all yeah <laughs> exactly still able to sell out shows though. yeah it's still I mean, selling out shows like, still still relevant yeah. but it, that era for me um on the record seven's travels uh there's trying to find a balance there was the the joint shoes which i always thought was was cool and hilarious i think i'm um, always coming back home to you is on that one i believe so Love i believe so one. so he kind of has this like forlorn um rap loser thing that he he really made it work and and to kind of foreshadow our guest today um ant who was the producer of that record and nine tenths of the atmosphere catalog um the soundscape i always felt like really complimented what what slug does and and his thing it's like it's really a um a great marriage now i'm not going to say i'm the biggest fan in the world but Definitely the the Seven's Travels record for me was mm. was heavy rotation. Yeah, I think he's a, he's a great producer. He's ha- had a really right. long career. Um, they have a great um, kind of fluidity totally. and chemistry. Right. Yeah. Um, they've they've progressed. It's kind of I don't know if it still is, but there are definitely some years where Atmosphere was a band, mm-hmm. not just the two of right. them. So integrating right. all that stuff in a non cheesy way. Totally. Um, there's been kind of an inside joke with us where. Uh, you just need to run for the hills anytime you hear the term instrumentation. It's Ooh. just like you, you don't want you don't want to hear that. It's just Ooh. like it's it's a part of the production or it's not. It's right. not like you make a beat and then add some instrumentation. Like right, that's just right. a bad 
way to make music, <laughs> I think. It's a bad way to think about totally. how you're producing your tracks. Yeah. It's okay. like, there shouldn't be just random guitar because your friend plays guitar. Like, okay. is it part of the song or not? Right, right. Right. It's like, right. is this the vision that you have? Mm-hmm. So that's that's what we call songwriting. <laughs> sure. Not adding some instrumentation. You know what I okay. mean? Okay. Right. Instrumentation, right. a dirty word for those of you scoring at home. <laughs> It's really good to see Ant's um, growth as well, speaking of the dino, spe- dino spectrum until, say, the later Atmosphere records where it's like incorporating a lot of more uh, layers and samples, whereas the early stuff was just hard snares and, you know, drums. Right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I really want to talk to him about um, some mixtapes that he made called Melodies and Memories. Yeah, I heard. Uh, yeah, 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 which yeah, are yeah. phenomenal. Totally. And they're, they're kind of produced mixtapes mm-hmm. where he like plays songs and then takes parts of them and like loops them up and like brings it into the next thing. Uh, yeah, they're, yeah. they're brilliant. Yeah, like, they're, they're, they're great. awesome okay. party records or like background music records and um, they're just really, really well done. So I kind of want to talk to him about how he uh, came upon that and made that his kind of style for his mixtapes. Right. And, and maybe to a lesser degree, actually, I shouldn't say lesser, but um, kind of in a little bit of a different vein, I think out of Minneapolis Rhyme Sayers crew, uh, Brother Ali has had um a great run as well. Very totally. good career. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I don't have kind of my definitive record for him, mm-hmm. but you know, just his whole kind of, uh, you know, story of being an albino, um, kind of drew me in. And then he has mm-hmm. a very, um, you know, a very direct political perspective yes. that he brings, which is really interesting for right. underground rap. It's a political as well as um, he emphasizes his um, uh, Muslimhood a lot as well. Yeah. Yeah. H- hugely. Um, he was one of the kind of premier. There's like when I think of the George W. Bush administration in yeah. hip hop, a couple things come to mind. One were those shadow um, picture discs where it was like the grotesque mm. renderings of Donald mm. Rumsfeld and Dick Cheney and stuff. And then uh, some of uh, Brother Ali did a series where it's red, white, and blue vinyl, and they're all like political songs. Um, I have a funny story about Brother Ali. Um, I have to give a shout out on this episode to our brother Overflow, who produced the Psalm 1 record on um, Atmosphere. Um, and who's a good friend of ours and who managed a bunch of tours for these guys. So we've heard a bunch of stories that we're not ever supposed to hear and we won't repeat. <laughs> but uh, just briefly, uh, we got to go backstage for a Psalm 1 Brother Ali show, Dave, Dave and I. And uh, because he doesn't drink, a uh, full bottle of Jameson in the green <laughs> okay. room. A handle, the, though. A handle. Yeah, a handle. Uh, yeah. Was that at Slim's? Yes. It at was at Slim's. So we had a bunch of friends there and we could, kind of were like bringing people backstage to do shots. And it was a really fun night. <laughs> Super fun. Yeah, I'm we, sure. We got to meet him and I gave him, like I'm sure, like a very sweaty, effusive greeting. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm sure he was thrilled yeah. to be around you guys stone sober. No, no, this was his, <laughs> this was his uh, big um, solo release record. So actually, okay. yeah, he was really stoked. I mean, I think Nate was like, hey, how did it feel to have, uh, you know, 500 people scream your name? You know, literally, yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ali Bumbaya. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like some oh. pre-podcast podcast for you. <laughs> <laughs> You've been about this life. Yeah, this ain't, this ain't, this ain't nothing new. Yeah, I, I look at Brother Ali as kind of like an heir to the America's Most Wanted Ice Cube kind of Paris. Mm, sure. um, like, I'm giving you point of view and perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and unlike some... Some rappers who kind of just, I don't know, um, kind of go into a grab bag of political terminology mm-hmm. and, and throw mm-hmm. songs at you. He has real ideas that yeah. really come to the forefront. And with the right production, you know, at certain times worked very, very well. Yeah. Very, very his, well. His music can be very effective. I mean, for sure. Um, you know, it's always, you know, I'm not always in the mood for such like serious subject matter. Totally. Introspective stuff. But I mean, you, you really can't. You can't really can't 
you can't hate on the fact that he's made some incredible music. Um, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about the kind of gladiatorial battling aspect of the Scribble Jam era. Oh, That's man. when a lot right. of oh, these wow. guys okay. made their name. Yeah, like right. that, and that, that was when, and correct me if I'm wrong, I never went to a Scribble Jam, but it was huge deal in underground hip hop at mm-hmm. the time. Huge. And a lot of connections were made. And I, I get the sense that a lot of these guys are friends mm-hmm. and they would bat- have to battle each right. other. And it was kind of good natured, but mm-hmm. like pretty vicious right, right. battling. And it's before battle rap, I'm using air quotes you can't see, kind of became this acapella stand-up comedy routine. Right. It's, right, it's right, more right. hip-hop right. Um, than that. Is that when Eminem was made to cry? I think, I was just going to say that. I think or Eminem, is that the Rap Olympics? No, I think okay. Eminem famously battled Dose One at a scribble jam. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So weird. I don't know where the joke is, but there's something about like dogs all running and like all the high-pitched noises coming out of that battle. <laughs> <laughs> and just the the timbre of each of their voices. I'm not sure if that's something I would want to listen to. Dog whistles, in? both yeah. incredible rhymers in their own in their own regard. But yes. that is that is some nasality. That is hilarious. It, isn't that where? Um, and forgive me because I'm not super up on the catalog. Isn't that where abilities? Uh, kind, idea idea yeah. kind of came. Yeah, kind of came he, through. Uh, as I a, saw idea and abilities open for. Um, Cannibal Ox opened for LP around the time of I'll Sleep When You're Dead, mm. and he tore it up, dude. Like yeah. he, he could really freestyle. He had a yeah. he had Incredible. a lane and like a and almost like a get, working himself up into a state where he couldn't stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really yeah. really impressive, and you know died tragically young. Totally, um, yeah. an important part of that story, I think, Hugely is that, so. that these dudes can. Can rap. Yeah. Do you guys remember <laughs> HBO's Blaze Battle? That, yeah. That, that yeah, was yeah. sort of the national spotlight on yeah. you know, Scribble Jam and the whole groundswell of the uh, movement. Yeah. So definitely um, we are envious of the uh, of the Minneapolis scene. I actually got to meet some <laughs> Not folks. Not the weather. Not the weather. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I got to meet some folks from the, the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and I, I hear it's dope. So whoever wants to fly us out. Um, <laughs> We'll do a live in store at Fifth Element. <laughs> Absolutely, we're we're here for all of it. Summer, spring months uh, only, please. So we are gonna transition into our interview with Ant from Atmosphere, longtime producer. Um, really, a recluse doesn't do a lot of press, so this is this is definitely kind of a coup for us in terms of getting to talk to someone who doesn't uh, really talk that much. Mm-hmm. So. We hope you enjoy this interview with um, Rhyme Sayers, Stalwart, and... Okay, perfect, perfect. All right, and uh, again, this is David Ma. We're calling from the uh, Dad Bod Rap Pod with uh, Damone yep. and Nate. Uh, welcome. Right on. Have right on, man. Um, you know what? What are you? What are you up to these days, musically? Um, I, you know, same old shit I've been doing for for like a long time. I, I still do the atmosphere thing, and uh, okay, uh, and some brother Ali stuff here and there, and. And every now and then, um, it's shit for myself. That yeah. I, I don't put so out I wanted to that, mention. That. I wanted to mention that. Have you? Um, are you working on any sort of solo ant material? 
Um, I, I can't say that. You know, I've, uh, you know, I, I haven't figured out a, uh, the, the right way to present it. You know, okay. If I did do that. I got, it's kind of like one of those weird things where, uh, like, I'm not a fan of instrumental hip-hop. Mm. So, it's, so it's hard to, like, get why would I release that shit if, if I don't listen to it? You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's that. So if I did something like, I, you know, I always have this little this thought that I'd work with like a maybe a, a variety of singers or some shit like that. Mm. But that, even that's that sounds like a fucking headache. You know what I mean? So a lot of logistics. Yeah. So, so in my in my sometimes I just have this. I have imaginary friend rappers that <laughs> make shit at home and that's that. <laughs> <laughs> dope, dope. So, could you tell us a little bit about how did it start for you? I I read that that your your pops was a DJ. Like, what was the the gateway drug for you to get into production? Yeah, um, my dad messed around with DJ and stuff like at home. You know, he was a he was in the army, so we I'm an army brat and drove all around and stuff. And he used to have like little parties and shit, and, and uh, you know, his friends would come over. And others and all that shit, and you know, and he would just pretend to be a DJ, you know, and just do his thing, and and that that was probably the spark. And you know, he's coming in the seventies and shit, you know, and he, he didn't even have there wasn't even like headphones for for the, you know, you just guessed that dropping the needle, and you know what I mean. Right. So that's that's where his school was at, and I was like always just intrigued that, you know, how many people came over to his house and. So, you know, shit like that. And I was just a little kid, you know, watching, like, oh, dang, he's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, can you tell us kind of uh, what kind of equipment you started with? Like, or were you an SP-12 guy? Were you an MPC guy? And kind of where, where you are now? Um, I started with, uh, you know, you know, so basically my very first thing I ever got was a, was a drum machine. Um, like in the 80s, like in a, like the, it was, it was an RX-5 drum machine mm-hmm. that I kind of actually stole from like a, um, from a wedding band and shit. I feel bad about it now and I, I kind of shouldn't even talk about it, but I do feel bad about it still. But I did do that and that was my first, first piece of like real equipment and at the time it, was, it wasn't it was the hot drum machine, but it was the affordable drum machine. Sure. It's, you know, more, more or less basically like, um, it's, it's pretty bad, basically. But um, anyway, that was the first thing I had. And then I, when I did find with something kind of super real in my eyes, anyway, was the Ensonic EPS, mm-hmm. which actually. Then I got the ASR10, and I've, I'm on the ASR10 to this day, and oh, the damn oh, thing really? changed. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Do you feel that uh, with so. all the kind of increases in availability of gear and software that music is getting better or worse uh it's better yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> nowadays nowadays most people are no jokes nowadays you know what i mean yeah like it's like I, sometimes i listen to it could be my age too you know you know i'm about to be 48 you know and when i look maybe to the average 18 year old everybody's same and bullshit to them or 30 or you know maybe, maybe mm-hmm. it's something maybe it's like that but uh, but from my vantage point i'm like shit <laughs> ass these motherfuckers are no joke out here yeah, so, yeah. No, that's, that's good to hear I that's feel. refreshing yeah. actually um you know mm-hmm. you, you mentioned um imaginary uh, mcs earlier um 
Who who are some of your dream MCs to work with? I mean, obviously, besides you know wor your working relationship with Slug and Brother Ali and the rest of the Rhyme Sayers, um, which MCs would you love to work with? Um, I, I, it's hard. That's hard. Kind of hard to say. I guess I, I'm one of those. I'm more open nowadays than ever to work with a lot of different styles of people. But I guess it would it would you know it would just depend and. I, and I don't have like a, a giant wish list. Mm -hmm. I used to just have a, a list of like people that I don't hear of often, but now I feel like everybody has like a little moments of reemergence of some level, you know what I mean? Like for a long time I was like, oh, where's MC8, man? I want to school with somebody MC8, you know what I mean? And then yeah. then it's somewhat premiere, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like one of those kind of deals. I, I would always wanted to work with people that. Um, they're not seen as often, you know. Mm. But uh, so yeah, but shit, man, you know, sky's the limit as far as that. There's a lot of different styles people out there like. Right. Okay. So, so it's been a long run. Um, is this is this at all mm -hmm. surprising to you? You mentioned you're about to turn forty-eight, but you know, atmosphere as a group is is still touring. Is still very very popular. Is is this at all surprising to you in kind of a, a young man's game that rap can be? Um, the the answer is is kind of two. There's two answers. You know what I mean? Because I, I have my confident side and I have my insecure <laughs> side. Right. And um, and I can give you. And depending on the day, I could give you one or the other. You know what I mean? But today I'm feeling a little extra confident and i'd say it does not surprise me at all i'm actually surprised me i'm not bigger mm. and uh that's what i really feel right on um on um, that note but then you... there are what there are them days though don't get me <laughs> there are all them days where we're playing some show and you know there's like a couple thousand people there and i'm like what what the fuck are they doing here they're stripping, <laughs> you know what i mean so and what is your problem and then we'll go down south and you know we'll play for 50 people so you <laughs> get and get chin checked real quick <laughs> reality check you know what i mean yeah <laughs> um, so you know it's a it, it just goes like that cool cool um in that way can you kind of mm -hmm. talk about how atmosphere has developed as a band like it kind of started out as the two of you and now when you tour there there are players with you and are you the band leader and kind of musical director and is that part of your job within the group um, yeah, that's, that is my, my job with the live part, but, uh, we haven't traveled with the band in five years. So okay. I guess you haven't so been that was to a kind show of an lately. era. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> and it's all good. You know, it's all good, my so, G. Are you guys back to the DJ, DJ rapper setup? Yeah, yeah. And it's me and, uh, me and my guy, uh, Plano Bill, he's another DJ and, and, uh, we have like, um. We do it like that, like a two DJ thing, like the like Dougie Fresh used to do back in the day. So nice. kind of like that. We use uh, and uh, we have like a um a lot of the tracks set up, spread out and shit like that with Ableton and stuff like that. So it's a it's a different it's different than it was like a while ago. And we've been doing it that way for maybe five years or so. Okay, cool. Something like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, for when, the... we, when we had the musicians, I, I was a band leader for the musician things, and now I'm 
no, I'm just kind of just I push buttons. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's the way the way yeah. the way of the world. Um, for all the uh, atmosphere, yeah, yeah. for all the atmosphere um, diehards out there, how did you and Slug meet? And you know, how was the Minnesota hip hop scene when you guys first started? Uh, how we meet and then what about the and and how was the how was the Minnesota hip hop scene when you guys first started out there? Oh, okay. Uh, uh, well, when we first met, I'd say ninety five, ninety six, uh, something like that. We were uh, um, uh, we we had a mutual, or well, we still do. Musab is uh, a, a mutual friend, and uh, I was working with him. It was me and Musab pretty heavy back then, mm. and uh, and Slug uh, so came over for a guest first. But I actually had met him a couple times prior, so he doesn't really recall that. And it wasn't like a big meeting or nothing. I just remembered it because he had just won like a, he just won like a, a rap battle thing. So when he won that, of course I remembered him. He doesn't remember meeting me then. But uh, um, so, and then the studio session of some sort too. But um, but yeah, when we met, you know, at the when, at my crib, doing a song on Sab and and it morphed into the, the headshot stuff. So that's how that that's went. Right. And it took a while for us to actually work together, work together. I'd say about a, it, it took about a year before us to end up really going at it or anything like that. But, yeah. So that's how it started, I guess. And then uh, the scene at the time was uh, in Minneapolis. It depends on which, which, what part... Uh, part you're thinking of in the sense of you're talking about people trying to make a living or you're trying to just people passing the time trying to get pussy or, <laughs> you know, it depends on what level, you know what I mean? Um, or just being teenagers with nothing to do, you know what I mean? There's different levels. Sure. So when I'm, when I, in 1995, when I met, when I met uh, Slug, I'm 25 years old. I had, I had a, a job going nowhere fast and a relationship going further fast. Mm. And I, I was like, you know, this was a dream of mine, you know what I mean? And it was a very slim dream at that, you know what I mean? Uh, it was, uh, it was, it looked like it was going to be impossible, you know what I mean, to get, get in the, to make a living like this. So meeting him and being part of headshots and all that, crime stairs and all and everything, there was no. At that time, there was no chance of hip hop coming out of here. Mm. It was like, how is that possible? You know, people still wonder well, how it works, even this day and age. You know what I mean? Um, at the time, it was either L.A. or New York. That's it. There were right. no other choices, and they ain't trying to hear you. You could take all your CDs or your whatever the tapes or whatever the fuck at the time to these people, and they had they ain't trying to hear you. You know what I mean? So we. So that, that was, when I met Slug, that's what the state of hip-hop was in Minneapolis, just from my viewpoint. Okay. okay. To see how you've built it up from yeah. there is incredible. Um, it's really, really, really commendable. Mm -hmm. um, can we talk a little bit about your Melodies and Memories uh, mixes? I think that they're they're fascinating because they're kind of like produced mixtapes. They like, I, I've never really heard anyone do that before. Like, can you kind of talk about how that came about and kind of what your methodology is for those? <laughs> Man, those were uh, passion projects. Um, they were inspired by uh, the New York Scratchmaster records that I 
had when I was a kid and Dr. Dre mixtapes. Yeah. Latin Rascal mixtapes. You know, those they were they were uh those were the things that really got me into DJing, which led to producing. Um those those mixes were so intriguing to me my life when I was a teenager in middle school, especially middle school, when you're at the most impressionable part of your life, the most impressionable life between 13 and 16, that's all I did was watch this stuff, TST, Grandma's and Flash, you know, watch things, the little least things to see. I only, you know, there was like maybe five, um, any five pictures of people scratching or whatever, you know what I mean? It was, sure. it was very minimal, but you had these tapes. So those tapes were or something that I just always wanted to do. And um, but so I put my own twist on it. Obviously, it went years later. And some of those I worked on for like a few years. Wow. Kinda. You know what I mean? All yeah, I mean, they're, like, they're, like, they're that, really uh, detailed. You can tell that they're uh, you put a lot of work into it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of those. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I, I'm always surprised when anybody ever ever know, knows about them or <laughs> understands them or likes them. So I'm really, I'm really proud of them because it, I picked up a lot of time. So it, but it's like, and it was strictly just to say that I finally did it. You know what mm, I mean? Absolutely. I did, and I did two of them. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, speaking of uh, music um, uh, that you're into, what are you listening to nowadays? Uh, what's moving you as a producer when you check out new joints? I could say this straight up because I just – been listening to it was the, the new Royce Five Nine record. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. I love the shit out of that. I love the shit out of it. <laughs> um, it speaks to me. It speaks to me in a lot of ways, and um, I just uh, I love the honesty and the uh, and what I love too is he's getting better with age. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I can't even say when he first came out. I just thought he was another rapper back in mm-hmm. like the late nineties, early two thousands. You know, what I mean, he was cool, but you yeah. know, whatever. You know. Sure. But right now, I'm like, damn, is he my favorite? Mm-hmm. You know okay. what I mean? So, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's blowing my mind right now. And I loved his last record, too. So now this one is like more, like, more personally, I just relate to it in mm-hmm. a lot of ways, you know? So that's what, uh, that's what I'm listening to at this exact moment. But I do keep a... Uh, I keep my Shazam ready, man, for uh, anything <laughs> that I hear. <laughs> you know what I mean? For sure. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah. so are you guys on tour right now? Atmosphere? No, we're not at this moment. No, we just uh, just kind of wrapping up this record, and uh, we got we start like, touring in the fall or something like that. Okay, and we're in never the... far away. We go on tour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's a new record coming. We stay on the road. Um, I, I can't. I'm not sure exactly, but <laughs> I want to film in the fall sometime. You know, something like that. Um, this but is kind of a weird. Get that, you know, for sure. Get we that, uh, work here, working you know I mean? yeah. Of course, yeah. We don't want to get you in trouble. Um, this is kind of a weird question, but I just was. It seems like you keep a really low profile, and I'm. I what I guess I want to uh-huh. ask you is like, does it work? Like, can you go to the grocery store and people don't come up to you? Like in your hometown, like, are you able to live a normal life? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I can go to hip hop shows and no one fucks with me. I'm not known like that, yeah. I mean, but back in maybe, you know, our, our quote-unquote highlight years, maybe the, when I, you know, maybe the uh, the Seventh Travels type era, mm. that type of shit, and when I had, a, I had a long ponytail and mustache, I was a little more noticeable maybe, shit like that. Sure. 
when I was out at the bars every night, maybe, you know, <laughs> you know, it was a little, it was a little more cracking, you know what I mean? But right now, man, I don't get a fuck. <laughs> but I see people sometimes, I, I see people sometimes looking at me, hey, shit, what you doing here? You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. um, you guys have been, you know, longtime veterans and, uh, you know, multiple projects and the scene you build has been incredible. Any any last comments for just longtime fans who've been with you guys since uh, the Overcast uh, Headshots uh, era? Oh, man. Uh, no, I haven't done nothing much other than uh, thanks for uh, thanks for searching me out and shit. That was kind of cute. <laughs> all right and and thank you so much ladies and gentlemen Ant from atmosphere thank you for your time and uh we'll catch up with you soon thank you all right cool brother thank later. you peace peace later Thank you for listening to another dope episode of the Dad Bod Rap Pod. More fly conversation and interviews coming your way every week. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash dadbodrappod. And we're always down to interact with you on Twitter at dadbodraphod, all spelled out. Subscribe on Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes. <laughs>